Alright, we are live. Recording live. This is Michael Basham. We are definitely in the middle of things here. We're definitely, definitely, definitely gonna go through some major things, guys. It's all going darn. And I want to be here with you, talking with you, pouring my heart out. Exactly how I feel and how I think. Between us. You know, I'm noticing that uh, there is a trend. And I'm not going to name names. I'm just going to say that across the board, people are getting scared. You know, they're afraid to lose something. And they're going to take that vaccine. They're going to get stabbed. Just stab me. I don't care if it kills me. Don't let me lose my something. And that's going to be a problem. That is going to be a big, big problem for all of us. You know, a lot of people by now have probably noticed that this, whatever this is, I don't want to call it like a radio show or even like a very consistent podcast because it's been all over the place, the schedule, the platforms, everything, the websites, because of the amount of banning and the amount of hacking. But all that's done to me is made me want to fight even harder and more seriously about what this whole spirit war building up the spiritual forces of the last army i want to go all in and i'm going to go all in and i pledge that to you now that being said it looks like they're releasing the kill switch they're already doing it and we are in unprecedented times nobody was really ready um I can't say I was ready, except I wasn't necessarily throwing all my chips into anything. Uh, so maybe I was ready. It's almost like the John Connor saga of the Terminator series, the third Terminator. He's like literally going from job to job and he's wondering what's life all about. And was my mom wrong or was she right or what? And he's like caught stealing painkillers from a vet. <laughs> like he's, He's in pretty severe loser mode. And I'm not promoting loser mode. I don't want anybody out there to feel like a loser. I don't want to feel like a loser. I don't believe that I'm a loser or that you're a loser. I think that if you're listening to this, you are someone who is hungry for something that this world cannot offer you. It's like one of my favorite authors growing up, um, Haruki Murakami. Pretty sure nobody's ever heard of him that I, that I know of. But he's pretty famous, and he wrote a lot of books that were um, very trippy. They would offer a very visceral reality of, like, a very mundane existence. And then suddenly it would just break out into the supernatural. Something's totally different. Something from another dimension. Something totally bizarre and, and off the wall. And um, I'm not recommending him. You know, there's some, there's some stuff in there that's some junk. But I felt like when he said this in an interview, he said that nobody that likes my books is ever going to find what they're looking for. And you could tell right there, he didn't know the Lord, but he did have a sense, an artistic sense that there is something beyond this world that everybody secretly yearns for, even if they won't admit it, there's something out there. And of course the world is hijacking that desire for something more just as it's clamping down with the social media AI supercomputers that have enslaved us and then with 
um, as if your phone suddenly started to control your reality, literally creating a lockdown grid and the New World Order system has been implemented and now with this mysterious new DNA altering injection which is so, so important that everybody has, whether it kills you or not is not the point. The fact that you have to have it and you're never allowed to speak against it is very um, important. I'm not going to say alarming. I'm not going to say scary. I'm not going to say end of the world. I'm going to say it's important because it's a chess piece in this, um, in this game that they're playing. And um, people are going to be yearning for something beyond as they're living in this world where they're so miserable. They're living in social media. They are only given uh, a small amount of support from a small amount of mostly fake friends and a few relatives who probably mostly just feel sorry for them too. And your sense of socializing is completely artificial. Totally artificial. Your sense of success based on numbers and subscribers and maybe a small check from advertisements is also fake because not because the wealth is fake and you can't buy a truck with it or something, but because you're selling out to the system. Now, if you go along with it, if you only say what they want you to say, then you're basically a slave of the system, whether you know it or not, Neo. Neo, what if I told you that your life has been a lie? I don't do this to scare you. I do this to tell you there's so much more out there. And the war is so much more than just saving America with a Trump flag and getting Trump back into office. Look, America is so full of witches. I just went to, um, I didn't actually go into the bar, but I walked by a few bars today and uh, grabbed a slice of pizza at this little pizza shop where the manager wasn't masked up and didn't make me wear one. And I just went in there and paid cash for a slice of pizza and sat down and ate it and just felt a little bit awkward. I'm, I'm looking around. I just feel weird. Like I feel like this town is weird. Like this guy walked in with a broken shoulder. His shoulder was in a cast. I told him I'd be praying for his um, healing and very friendly guy. Pretty much the only friendly person <laughs> that I met there and then I felt like there were just witches everywhere. I felt like the people that were going to these bars, it was this very new agey vibe. Um, a very pretty lady, but very witchy looking lady walked in to one of them. Uh, there are tarot card signs. There's like mystic closet witchcraft. And this is Pahoa, by the way. It's a, it's a little town um, in Big Island, Hawaii, where just tons of human trafficking takes place, tons of kidnappings, tons of theft. And yet there's good people and a lot of them are unknowing. You know, I met I met a Reiki healer who's like a sweet lady trying to help me with some information about the local area and stuff. Like it was sweet, but you're like, okay, I am in basically like recon mode. Like this is going into Jericho and finding out the names learning who's good, who's with us, who's who's going to help us, who's weird. Um, and there's a sense of danger in that, and there's a sense of, like, we're not of this world. But overall, I came away with the feeling of pretty soon I'm not going to be able to go to the grocery store or go to a restaurant. And gosh darn it, I barely ever do that anyway. I mean, I run in there and grab stuff and leave. I never sit down and have a meal at a restaurant ever. The last one I did was with Todd Adams, uh, praying medics, dear friend, and some dear friends of Paula Mangucci um, that I was introduced to. And I we actually sat down and they gave us the whole COVID menu thing and made it weird. And it was just awkward. And uh, I I come away with the sense that this world is coming to a close as we know it. I go back to a dream that um, I believe was given to me because it keeps popping back in my head. And it was, to make a long story short, basically there was an alien invasion. Um, we'd been preparing for it for a long time. And we'd created like underwater bases to escape. 
to bring our kids, our friends, and the American government, and even some spooks from the mili- from the CIA and stuff were were kind of a part of that. But we were like, hey, we have no other choice, so let's get our kids safe. So, um, I remember vividly bringing like air tanks down underwater and getting on scuba equipment and diving down into these somewhat shallow but safe enough deep enough um refuges refuge bases underwater refuge bases and um next thing you knew the uh the invasion had begun and it came in the form of asteroids like these giant rocks falling from the sky it was just devastating it was like an impossible attack like there was no way anybody was going to survive this I think I had this dream back in like either the end of 2015 or the beginning of 2016. I'll have to find it and post it. Our internet went down. So, um, last night I went through a whole bunch of dreams and even I was shocked. I was like, what, what is this? I saw that. What? Whoa, that's no, come on. Cause I'm, I'm faithful in writing them down like long term, like the last 15 years. So could probably publish like 30 books worth of of dreams you know including a small blurb of like the interpretation thereof and the situation at that time and whatever and maybe sometimes the confirmation like some of the dreams that i've had came true like some of them within the day so um yeah i could just start writing a series and maybe just i'll start sharing those on patreon i've done a few patreon posts of that not for money per se but just because um you know the whole throwing your pearls before swine thing i'm still figuring it out like i i don't really know how to how to do it proper but i don't feel like putting everything out there where anybody who doesn't even care can find it is the right way but um i do believe in like if somebody doesn't want to pay and they can't pay then and they're like going to actually take the time to email you then you definitely would send that person whatever product that you have and and just help them out like unless they're like an enemy i do have enemies by the way but whatever so in the dream um this alien invasion once the kids the women were secure this was a devastating attack it was an unstoppable force and um for some reason like i was a super soldier i was basically like i had the physique of captain america i was so strong and pretty much just totally self-confident in being able to go to the surface even during the attack and i was really 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 capable of doing pretty much anything i could fly a fighter jet i could maintain my my own in the battlefield very easily so i flew through the maelstrom of the asteroid bombardment and watched the devastation it would be like giant skyscrapers just falling to the earth everywhere just like totally unstoppable and then eventually after the attack had been completed i went i flew out somewhat to the country somewhere parked my ship whatever it was and went to do reconnaissance in the city and i found that um within that city everything was normal like there were restaurants people were going to them it was weird it was like whoa what happened like there's no destruction society is so-called like normal and then i went into a restaurant and i noticed that the people were eating they were cannibals it was organized it was all like you know they had waiters and waitresses and they had a a host and they had normal tables and just it was a normal restaurant except they were eating human flesh and they weren't eating it like in a clean way they were eating it like there was this giant pot on a table with like a bone like a femur sticking out of it or something just really obviously like a human bone and people were just devouring meat from other people and they were happy and they it was like normal and it was okay and um it was so horrifying. The The fact that it was normal was almost the worst part. I stepped back and I looked down and there was a knife in my side. I looked and there was this little girl that 
walked up to me and she just stabbed me with a knife. And then she looked up to me like, aren't you going to kill me now? And then I realized there was no law. Like murder was legal. So if somebody wanted to kill you and that person, you know, death by cop thought, okay, well, this guy's going to kill me. I just, I got out of there. Actually, I was so horrified at that point. I just woke up and it wasn't like it was a fatal wound too. It was just like, what is going on here? What happened to the world? Like people were, and probably that little girl was, she had the sense enough to know that she needed to die. She wanted to get out of there. It was just, there was no morals. There was no sense of, there was no standard. I don't mean to share that to scare you, but that dream was so vivid and I've shared it a few times. So you know how, like when you share a dream, it kind of solidifies it. But, um, I share that with you to tell you that the world as we know it, it's not going to be Nazi Germany. It's not going to be Soviet Russia. They already did Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia. They got their data. They know what works and what doesn't work. And notice that they're using the same tactics in the beginning of this. But Hitler and Stalin and Mao Zedong never had the panopticonic system of a prison grid that's in your pocket. Where now they can control people's minds to the point where they can tell you that it's great to have pedophiles in the bathroom showing their genitals to little girls six years old and that it's fine and it's beautiful and it's legal and even if you call the cops about this literally like the media and the cops and the the whole system defends it and i'm not also just saying that to shock you it's it's a that's another chess move in the end time in the end game and it makes me want to pull out all the old files you know we went through Nazi Germany and uh, Soviet Russia. I had a dream last night that my grandmother showed up who fought the Nazis, who escaped. I think she flirted her way out of prison, actually. I don't know all the stories. I'm sure there was... I'm sure we got the G-rated version growing up, and maybe Mama had the PG version, but I'll bet you there was an R-rated version, knowing how beautiful my grandma was in her youth and her prime, and now in, in the spirit, too. But in the in the dream, she showed up and she was there like at the border of our property and we were communicating and talking and I, I want to devote this to her. I want to commit this to her because I've been kind of calling out to her as she has been a custodian over my daughter, my daughter with an Estonian name in Taiwan. And the situation there is getting kind of scary with China. But let's just say that my life is kind of multidimensional and I've got a lot of different kinds of challenges and things. And sometimes just my random dreams are a comfort and are like data towards what's working, what's not working, who I should be spending time talking to, who I shouldn't be spending time talking to. Literally, I've had dreams where like, and I talk to a lot of people, so you're not going to figure out who this one was, but it's somebody and it's like, I'm on the verge of like, oh, let's do another show. Yeah, okay. And then I have a dream with them where I'm driving and my car is falling in these pit holes, these potholes. And then they're like giant pits. And then they're like huge pits. And I'm able to surpass the first several ones. But then the last one is like this really big pit. And my car just goes all the way in. And I'm talking to these people. And I love them. And I enjoy their fellowship, but I'm like, did you guys do this? Like, this is bad. Like, this is a really treacherous road here. And we were all kind of laughing about it, and they were laughing, and I was laughing, and I was like, but I woke up, and I'm like, yeah, maybe let's not promote them right now <laughs> too much. <laughs> or at least, like, not without severe, you know, hey, guess what? This is dangerous kind of, you know, spiel. And, and the thing is with me is like, I don't consider myself this holier than anybody person. So, um, I'm barely hanging on to my faith every day too. So I don't judge people, um, at least not right away, usually unless there's something really wrong going on, but I don't, I don't like to have that mindset with people, but it's just with dreams, like they can cut right to the chase even more than your prayers, your prophecies, your visions, because dreams are 
almost involuntary. Like nobody can control their dreams completely. You might have a lucid dream where you're aware that you're in a dream. You can control it a little bit. But nobody that I know is able to totally control their dream. So we're um, trying to figure out the road ahead. And a lot of people who are, who are speaking out about the truth, about what's happening with the vaccines are getting in trouble. And then a lot of leaders and a lot of people who just have their jobs and they're, they're comfortable in the system and their life, even though if, if they're really honest, they're probably pretty miserable in their life. I mean, gosh, like this world is fake. Like who wants this world to keep going and go back to normal? Like only kids say that. And only like brainwashing commercials with Joe Biden saying like how great it's going to be if you take the vaccine and you can go back to normal and kiss your grandkids again. Total propaganda. Totally like anybody can see through that who's got a brain. You know, it's all fake. But oh, gosh, like the world is wicked. You know, there's there's babies getting murdered all the time, abortion and and ritual abuse and sacrifice and and the way the system is designed, it's set up so that it makes divorce really easy. You know, women can get custody and then um, create misery for their ex-husband and the kid is chopped in half and miserable. And I mean, the whole system is just a lie. And it's it's the system that you've been told is normal. So shut up, get a job. Work hard and be alone, be lonely, you know, watch pornography or read romance novels and just get through the day. I don't like that kind of thing. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's healthy. I think anybody who's really honest with themselves will tell you, yeah, we need, we need something to change. Something needs to be different. And that in itself can be a prayer. The fact that you, with your will, reject this as being the way things ought to be is raising up a standard against the enemy. And if you will be brave enough to do that, you'll find that you have the very host of heaven behind you and God with you. Even if you don't even know his name yet, if you will just be true and honest and real, that's all we're looking for is people who won't go along with this horrible system it's going to get a lot worse. You know, if they can normalize pedophilia and Satanism. Um, a couple nights ago, I shared a dream that I had and then my wife had the same similar dream about an unveiling, the long story short, an unveiling of a system that is openly Luciferian and openly against God. And it won't start out as like babies getting murdered. It'll just be like something like for the environment. And you already see the signs. So, okay, well, yeah, you know, COVID and the vaccine, whatever, you know, it's important. But the next big thing is the lockdowns to protect the environment. So expect Fringe Radio Network and friends to be nailing that one next. I think the vaccine's kind of just a an excuse. It's just a, it's... It's sort of um, a test. I don't think the vaccine is the mark of the beast or the, the main enemy. But I still tell people not to, take, not to take it. Just actually do your homework and listen to real doctors, not the ones being paid by known liars. And real doctors are few and far between nowadays because they have to be brave. And most of them have lost their licenses and some of them have been killed. And that's the world that we live in. But even that being said, I still don't think that the vaccine is the final death shot. I think that's it's Russian roulette and probably millions of people are going to die. I think already more people have died from the vaccine than from even the official COVID deaths. So that's pretty bad because the official COVID deaths were obviously other things. Well, he died in a... He had a freak accident where his, he died in a motorcycle accident and then his body fell in the water and was eaten by sharks. But we found a, a pinky and we were able to extract the DNA from the pinky. We found out he had COVID, so it's definitely COVID. So you're like living in this false world of total insanity. And they're doing that on purpose to test you and to see how dumb are you? Actually, how smart are you? How willing are you to put up with total nonsense when you are willing to say two plus two equals five 
when we say it is, or six if we say it is, or ten when we say it is, which I think is why they keep giving us, I mean, the news is so mundane. It's just like, COVID cases, 26. It's like, it's so mundane. That's to tell you what two plus two equals today. Stupid. Actually, you're smart if you do whatever we say. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, they want you to just wake up and do whatever the hell they want you to do that day. Today, it's, um, well, a guy with a ding-dong who thinks he's a girl, except he's got a beard, and he's in the Korean spa. He can show his ding-dong, and it's totally beautiful. <laughs> he says he's a woman, but he's, a he's like, soliciting sex from, like, underage, you know. He's basically, like, terrorizing the women in the spa. And that is pronounced A-OK -okay by the government and the authorities and the law. That is Sodom and Gomorrah law right there, right in your face. It's not just homosexuality, which is not good. It's not a good lifestyle. I love homosexuals. I don't agree with the lifestyle. It's a very destructive thing. Um, and I come from a musical background, so I grew up around a lot of that. And I understand like some people have more testosterone and they grew up on the farm and they went to the military. And there's some people that just, you know, they, they don't have the same um, proclivities, I guess, but not to judge you, you know, I understand people are, are trying things out, I understand that, but um, Sodom and Gomorrah was much worse than that, it was actually, if you read the book of Jasher, um, whether or not that is a totally true account, it makes total perfect sense that there was just absolute wickedness, like raging, raging delight in wickedness in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so God dispatched his, uh, shall we say, his recon warriors, feels familiar, and they found that there was literally no righteousness left, and, um, and even Lot was pretty compromised. I mean, he's like, oh, here... Here, guys, take my daughters. Don't don't kill my friends. Like Lot doesn't sound like the most righteous guy on the planet. His daughters weren't that smart too. They're like, well, we survived the destruction of the cities and the world. Uh, probably we're the only ones left. Let's get dad drunk and let's make babies with dad. <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into. It. <laughs> it's just so so twisted and weird and it's so it's so like rick and morty level just totally just zero morals and zero zero virtue and in a society that's that bad if if lot got away the bible calls him righteous but whatever first time i ever thought of that was when i read the epistle of paul in hebrews righteous lot you're like what but um if uh, if he was that bad, imagine how bad the Sodomites were. They were pretty bad. It was worse than just, you know, anal whatever, which is pretty bad. Think about it. Just That's where you go poo-poo. It's not supposed to be for anything else than just going poo-poo. Okay, that's enough of that. Anyway, um, I just, I see things getting a lot worse than just LGBT and, and pedophiles are, are horrible and the whole concept of harming innocence, but it's even going to get worse than that. And they're going to take things to the place of absolute demonic. And what happens to every civilization like ours at the end is um, basically human sacrifice. And the way they're going to do it is they're going to say, well, okay, well, you didn't take the vaccine, so... Your kids need to be taken away from you. And they've got the orphanages. I mean, they've got them, especially in England, but they're going to do it here in the U.S. But I'm when I speak to you, I really don't have only the vision of the U.S. I see the whole world. I see all these different countries, but especially the West. So the U.S., Australia, New Zealand, England, um, most of the EU, probably all the EU, it doesn't look like they've got a hold of Russia yet, which is very ironic and interesting, but um, I'm, I'm talking the whole world mostly, 
and they're going to try to push the Asians into this, but with filial piety and, you know, their respective family, it's not going to be easy for them to do it. Although they've tried pretty hard. You should have seen the LGBT parades in Taiwan when I was there. Just, they're still happening. It's just, it's absolutely like a giant festival of people just like, it's like a giant strip club walking down the road. I think even respectable homosexuals would probably not agree with that if they were really honest once that I've met. Okay, so we're going to see things get really weird in the West. They're going to try this on Asia. Asia's not going to go along completely. Um, it just the thing is they've got Satanism so well installed in England and elsewhere. I've interviewed Dr. Joy, who believes that Prince William is the Antichrist, and apparently Prince William is now coming out about um, being homosexual. I mean, no, just kidding. He's coming out about wanting to depopulate the planet. And it's under the guise of climate. It sounds so sciencey, Climate. But it's not going to be about science. It's going to be about depopulation. It's going to be about human sacrifice. And they won't tell you that until it's already going on. And then when it's normal and people are used to eating human meat, so to speak, what do you think the whole impossible burger thing is about? veganism and all this stuff it's just oh it's trendy and cool and it's for plants for animals and whatever well it implies that humans are bad and meat is immoral and eventually they're going to basically start facing in that we should just be eating each other for the earth and that's a form of satanism and alistair crowley led wiccan ism wiccan is kind of a newer religion alistair crowley's disciple handled that and with the guise of goddess worship and whatever it's totally not pro-women at all it's, it's totally completely all ironic and and just wicked i could get into a lot of details but i'm skipping through because i want to get to the main point here it's that we are going to see a satanic world government arise, whether it's the Antichrist beast system in place in the three and a half years of the end or not right away. People are all waiting for the Bible to just come true right away. And I am too. But meanwhile, we've got to deal with what's happening right now. And uh, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. If you know this stuff, then you're going to be happy if you do them. If you're going to go along with the system, you're going to be miserable. You're probably going to die young. But if you know what's going on, then at least you can put up a fight and be of use in the spirit wars and the spirit force and the wars of the info and the wars of the fringe and the wars of the mystic. Be a true mystic warrior. Don't be a pushover. Be a missionary. Be somebody that's that's got faith, that's got that foundation of being able to trust in God and you know, put your, float your bread out there on the waters, cast out your bread on the waters. It'll come back to you after many days. You will be, you'll be receiving fruit when you do crazy things. Don't believe in the system. Don't trust in it. Do what you got to do, but just have that feeling like when you go to Walmart, mask or no mask. It's just like, I got to get out of here. Like I got my life meter. It's going down. Tick tock, tick tock. I'm, I'm draining my, my life force. My day is being drained. And now that everybody's masked up and all freaked out and fight or flight, nobody talks to each other. It's awkward when you do. It's embarrassing. We're all like, it's like playing Halloween. Everybody's playing Halloween. It's just awkward. It's like, I'm 75, but I have to wear a mask and I'm playing Halloween. And we all know it's dumb. And then if you don't wear one, it's also awkward because then you have to explain your, it's just like, no, I'm just getting out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just miserable. And so we have to have that mindset when we deal with anything of this world, anything. I mean, get in and get out, do whatever you got to do, but this is not your home. This is not our life. We're all lot in the in the system and just don't get messed up from it because Sodom and Gomorrah is here it's going to start spreading worse jobs that I quit jobs that I left I've seen turned into pedophile story hour friends of mine showed me video they're like what the f is this what are, what are they doing 
This is horrible. And they're like, well, we have to celebrate. And you're like, celebrate? This isn't celebrating. This is, this is desecration. This is abomination. This is the loss of our country and what made America cool. Even if you don't believe in Trump, it's like, this isn't America. This isn't like what gets you a cool girlfriend or what makes you feel good. This is really bad. Anyway, I just wanted to um, put a few words out there tonight. So I hope that uh, some of these words rang true in somebody's soul. And by the way, I don't want to leave you with uh, a negative picture in your mind or a sense of hopelessness. And we do need the word. And I, I don't want to just say read the Bible. I should actually read the Bible. And I uh, picked out my... Um, I'll be honest, it's my recently I haven't been as faithful with uh, the KJV app. So shame on me. Like you pick up your phone to see if somebody sent you a message. You pick up your phone to see if you're late for that appointment. It's all fear of man, fear of man, fear of man. And it's going to be, can I go outside today? Is the government letting me do what I can want to do today? The fear of man bringeth a snare. But what is the rest of that verse? The fear of man bringeth a snare. Let's find it. But first, I want to read Ephesians chapter 2. And you he hath quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also... We all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. That means... Even for the worst case scenario, whether you feel that way about yourself or about somebody else, or you see somebody that's obviously in that horrible situation, that God has already made provision for that individual to find forgiveness in Jesus and healing. And it doesn't mean you need to go out there and, and, and let's not get ahead of ourselves and get all well, that means Satan's going to be saved someday and Hitler and Mussolini and whatever. It's not what, that's not what it's talking about. We need to pray for the deep state. I mean, maybe one in a million will convert, but have you ever heard of like a high level former Illuminati person? Very few. John Todd, you know, he claimed to be one and he certainly knew a lot of stuff, but um, I don't know. I mean, he knew a few too many things and he was wrong about too many things too mark dice kind of picked him apart but at the very least john todd was my introduction to all this stuff via the mo letters by the way which published his entire uh transcript um john todd knew about my granddad and didn't like him john todd disappeared there were all kinds of weird conspiracies about how he died. I remember researching him back in like 2005 and they were like, yeah, they, uh, they flew a helicopter over some sharks and just dropped him off and he died. Um, he let one too many things out of the bag quite publicly back way before deep state stuff was a thing, like in the seventies. So it's worth listening to John Todd because he probably did. They probably did catch him. Like e even if he was innocent in his repentance, they probably had dirt on him from his past life. If even 1% of what he said was true and they threw him in jail. So um, you want to listen to John Todd, listen to some of his tapes. I got a friend that posted all of them. I'm pretty sure they're floating all over YouTube or wherever, probably bit shoot now. I'm, I'm like, where did David Irving's Irving's tapes go? Like the, the foremost researcher about the, the Nazis. Oh, 
yeah, he questioned the official narrative. They call him the, the greatest Holocaust denier. He's not a Holocaust denier. He's just somebody that actually researched the Holocaust and found some some uh, things that weren't accurate. And so he's scrubbed from YouTube. Um, you want to hear David Irving actually speak in lectures? You got to go to BitChute. And it's not race inspiring. It's just like, yeah, the deep state controls the world, even during World War II. Big freaking surprise there. So John Todd's probably there on BitChute. People have um, shared those. But what John Todd did was he exposed this whole thing, that there is an Illuminati. And even when you're in the middle of that sin and you're, you're a high-level Illuminati person, you can be saved. So fine, Daniel Lovett. He's always trying to pray for those Illuminati people. Bless his heart. I hope Daniel Lovett sees one person from the deep state repent just for him. Lord Jesus, make it happen just for Daniel Lovett's sake. Just give him a, a repenter from, from those deep state rings. The thing is, they get you into such evil that you really can't live with yourself anymore if you turn away from it. And that's part of their tactic with everything. So whatever sin you're dealing with, you know, whatever fleshly thing that you're throwing in the flesh, notice that the enemy, his strategy is to get you to identify with that instead of God and the blood of Jesus and to make you compromise and tear down your defenses so you won't receive Jesus and, and be clean and be cleansed today again, which by the way, we need it every day. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So if you're going to not forgive others for their trespasses, neither will my Father in heaven forgive you for your trespasses. You've got to forgive other people because daily, I don't care if you live with two people or 200 people, you will have people trespassing against you. And you need to, every day, the Lord's Prayer, forgive others, and then you will be forgiven. Notice the psychology, because first you ask for forgiveness, and then you say, oh yeah, and we forgive others. But Jesus reminds you that you better forgive others first, <laughs> otherwise God won't forgive you. So there's a weird time paradox in the forgiveness factor in the Lord's Prayer. And then for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, you're so good. You are so good. You're our only hope. Hope, Help us, Obi-Wan, Lord Kenobi, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walking from that dusty place with his robes, with the keys of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be crazy, but we got the word of God. Why aren't we reading it? Why aren't we reading it? So skipping to uh, verse 12 of Ephesians 2, that at time, that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Commonwealth is a term we hear in Britain. Interesting. And strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make himself in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. So Jesus died. His flesh was the way that our sins, the enmity was abolished and the law of the commandments. So we're not under the law anymore. So whenever you're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm unclean because I forgot to not eat pork today. I accidentally ate it. I was hungry. 
thought it was a turkey dog, and it was actually a pork dog, and it was 4th of July, and I was kind of drunk. Oh, gosh, I also got drunk. Oh, darn it. Hey, we're not talking about people that are, like, totally into, like, getting messed up, and we're not talking about that. We're talking about, like, people who are at least trying to live a godly life, and, but we're all going to make mistakes, and God is so forgiving, and he expects you to make mistakes so that you'll ask for forgiveness, and like Paula Mangucci always says, you just repent and repent and repent. It's a daily thing. And if you run out of things to repent for in your own life, well, you start repenting for ancestral things. Actually, I think it's the other way around. But repenting for ancestral bloodlines. Wow. Me, I mean, I, I just got so many fires burning on so many different pots and stoves that it's like the end times. It's like time travel to the past. It's interstellar stuff. It's multiple timelines you know sometimes i have dreams where i'm like captain america sometimes i'm this like little tiny weak helpless person that just can't barely do anything so i'm maybe you could say i have an identity crisis but it's more like i have a crisis of having too many identities but it makes me come back into myself and just be like i just like being me today for now i like me and I like you. But I can also jump into the quantum realm. And it's fun. And it's exciting. And it's interesting. And it's useful. And it's a tool that I would like to teach other people how to do without sinning. Because, frankly, I feel like it's such a weird operation. That unless you have the Holy Spirit guiding you, you could veer off into the perverse. Or the proud lands. Or something like that. So... I'm only like super buff, ultra maximum Captain America hero when the mission calls for it. And I'm able to to just basically, depending on the situation, adapt to that situation in the dreams. That's what I'm learning. And it's not easy. It's always a challenge and it's always a surprise. And it's always something that's humiliating in a way, but in a good way. Humbling is the better word, not humiliating. Humbling and humiliating are a completely different word. God wants you to humble yourself. He doesn't want you to necessarily go out of your way and humiliate yourself. You know, be kind to others, prefer them first. Don't walk down the street naked just because you're going to make yourself look like a buffoon. And that's something that we need to carry on into our faith as well, because well, even though it humiliates me, I'm going to run up to that guy and bang him on the head with the Bible, hand him a tract and pray for him. And you should be able to do that. If the Holy Spirit is really telling you this needs to happen, you should be ready to do it. And jump up and down and just hallelujah. Raise your hands and just sing to the Lord. Be ready to do it. I'm not saying you got to do it. Everybody has their own way of praising the Lord. I'm personally just going to call in all the instruments and all the ways of calling on orchestras of the spirit to praise the Lord. But besides the point, um, as we're going into this, this future thing, being versatile, versatile, versatile is a very useful tool being outside of the system as the system is crashing is going to give you full and complete, complete liberty because again, this is a very difficult verse, but Ephesians 2.15, you know, about Jesus having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. So we are with him. We are ingrained in his resurrected body, a new man. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them which were nigh. For through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Thank you, Lord. Now, therefore... 
You are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles of the prophets and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So this is a literal city, and uh, John saw it. The foundation of the city is the, the apostles and the prophets, the, the disciples, and we are being built upon that foundation. So you're not a stranger. You know, I'm not a foreigner. I'm not an alien to God. I'm an alien to this world. Saw it again today, very obviously. But when I come into the spirit, I am not a newbie. I am already being built upon everything in the Bible, everybody in the Bible. That's the way to look at it. This is your host, Michael Basham. I got to take a quick break because I've got to get ready for the show with Ryan O'Neill. That's going to be fun. Wow, we did a whole hour. This is fun. Hallelujah. I'll be right back after these messages.